Hey, Serge, for uh, Sergio, for a, another topic, I mean, I'd love to hear what people are kind of thinking um, their thoughts on when they get back into the water. You know, what their plans are, or how they're looking at, you know, if there's a month or two in the summer or how they're looking at towards the fall. Awesome. Who wants to start? I have no plans. I'll, I'll, I'll jump in and start. Why not? Um, I mean, basically I'm planning on just kind of just starting at square one with my guys again, focus on technique, rebuild, you know, try to build back up the base as best as I can. And just, just I mean, my, my summer season's base is um, my plan already for the summer is kind of shot. So um, the talk right now in Maryland, we may not even have a short course season, so, sorry, a long course season um come come this summer so i may and so i'm thinking just you know for the first couple of weeks you know like i said square one focus on technique focus re, try to rebuild the base as best as i can and also just see where my guys are at and just figure out you know where i can work with them and how i can help them best to get them back to where they were before we took this hiatus break whatever you want to call it and would you still take a break in August just to kind of separate summer from fall or, you know, would you consider just going straight through from whenever we get back in? So I've kind of dabbled with both. I've talked with, I've talked with people about it with both. And um, I think it really depends on the kids. Like with my younger athletes, I'm thinking, you know, still like they're still planning on going to the beach, going to the beach in August. They're still planning on, on continuing on family vacations come this come coming august come you know labor day taking late labor day weekend off and stuff like that so with my younger guys i'll probably say yeah sure you guys can come back and we'll just start up you know basically start back up in september but with my older guys though um i'm gonna try to work them straight through um as much as i can just because i know like short course season's coming up um, I have a couple guys who were very close to trials cuts before this break and I really, and I'm going to work with them again and I really want to work with them again to get them back to where they were before we took this break. So with those guys, with my higher performing guys work all the way through younger guys and eh, you know, you kind of do, you know, we'll, 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 we'll schedule it out as needed. Awesome. I am a little bit like uh, Sergio. Uh, I mean, we don't know when we're getting in the water, and at the same time, we don't know what kind of a normalcy we're gonna have, you know, with the training over our balls, you know, what the school is gonna let us do, or what the, uh, you know, the, the right thing to do for the swimmers and still keep the safety, you know, and that's one of the things that being married with a physician, uh, it, it has kept me really thinking about the safety of the swimmers coming back, you know. I mean, to a what level can we have, how many kids, how close can we have them in the pool? So um, we talked uh, about that uh, yesterday in our meetings that we have as coaches together. You know, we're trying to have some kind of uh, set plan of what we're doing. But uh, as it is, you know, the season, we don't know where we are, what we're going to be able to have. So we don't have a, I don't have a set up plan. But of course, you know, the main thing for me, will, you know, especially having the little ones, is having a feel for the water when they get in, you know, and just build them up to it, you know, because they haven't had other than the dryland things that I send. or I send the little things for the little ones that they can do in the small pools, you know, like jumps off the, the pool. I ask them, you know, I give them suggestions on how to kick with the kickboard against the wall, you know, little things. But I don't have any plan and um, 
I think it's kind of hard to know because we are in a school environment and we have to see what they're going to be able to let us know how we can approach the, the, the next part when we get in the water. Look, for us, uh, as a college coach, we had a meeting on Monday with the head coaches of all the other sports with our athletic director. And you try to read between the lines, you know, and, we, you know, they're going to try to make sure that the football season happens. And I hope it happens because that's how we get to swim. Um, but I'm not sure. There's going to be, a, uh, there's already, a, we already had some interesting budget cuts and they're going to be more. So I, I'm not sure when our season is going to start and when our conference and our school are going to allow us to do anything. So it's very hard to plan. I think, for example, if the ban is lifted on June 15th or whatever day it is here in Virginia and the pool is open, we'll start training as a club team. You know? But once we get into the school time, they, have to, they cannot train with us. and they cannot train. You know, we cannot force them to do anything until the first day that we're allowed to train. So it's a little bit complicated. You know? uh, so we just need to take, uh, for me, eh? uh, I'm not in a club situation. You know, I have a club, but they're all older kids and they're now with, in their homes. But, uh, you know, I'm not really stressed out because I hope that they don't come back next week and they tell me that I have to, we have to cut co the coaching staff or instead of doing 13, 13 dual meets, we only have, we can only do four. And, you know, everybody has their own schedules but maybe in some conferences and some people are going to have to redo their schedules and have local meets to be able to funnel the other money towards the football or towards basketball so they can do what they need to do so it's going to be very interesting so i'm growing i'm growing my beer and taking a break <laughs> hey um i mean would you say, like, if you can't get into the pools until uh, late in the summer, I mean, would you be up for, like, a, either a shorter season or, like, shifting the season later? I don't know. I honestly haven't really put thought about it. Uh, I just – I'm the type of person that I believe if people if, – if we believe in what we do, whenever we have a chance to get open the door and walk in, we'll figure it out. Uh, and if, if you have that confidence with your athletes are going to feed off that, you know, we're having, we don't have zoom meetings for exercise because we're not really allowed to do that. But, you know, we're having these zoom meetings just to talk about movies, to talk about this. The other day we had a Monday, we had a zoom meeting to elect the captains of the team. So it was very good, you know, for the kids to stand up and talk in front of everybody else and da da da, and then after that we talk about hey, what movie what have you seen? And something happened, and some of the conversations have been great, and th that's the most important thing that we can do to keep the from my end to keep the spirits going. You know, I'm not allowed to watch their practice. I send them once a week a voluntary thing that I send to to everybody. You can do this, you can do that. It's a simple progression of jump rope, this, 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 but you know, if they don't do it, I cannot, I cannot take attendance. I cannot ask them if they've done it, how they feel. You know, so it's, there's so many restrictions there. 
And and nowadays, you better follow the rules. You know, I'm not established like some of these schools that have been there for 15 years and this and that. And some schools might have a hand on the uh, uh, compliance and this because there's always a gray area. Um, I believe in that you have to follow the rules because if not, they're going to come back to bite you. So I'm just trying to follow the rules. And I can assure you that if the ACC championships happens next February, we'll be ready to kick some butt. There's no doubt about that. And if NC2S happens, we're going to be there and kick some butt. And I believe that 100%. Any anybody else? All right. I had a one of the and one of the coaches that he's having his he's rocking his baby asleep, cannot talk. His name is Mark. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher your name. I butcher mine so in English, but Mark Yayasundara. He came to balls a, a while back. He coaches in Germany. And he's asking about how to create connections with female athletes. You know, if we can, you know, he said that something which you have uh, much expertise, I'm not sure about if I have much expertise, but um, I think, I think for me, I've always been, I think I'm a better coach, not a better coach, no, that's a wrong thing. I think I have better results with men than with women. And, the reason why I have better results with men than with women is because I try to listen to them too much, you know, and that's not a negative thing. You know, I, I think for me, I, I've been able to retain many athletes. Most of them female athletes, they, they were in high school. I retain them and they, I, we send them to college. Uh, it's because I like to talk about with them, with their families, to try to talk, to understand their issues and to try to solve them and help them grow as people. You know, and it's very hard nowadays, you know, but it's it's something that you have to to learn how to do. You know, it's not just about fast, fast, fast. And, you know, when they're 13, 14, they're very fast. And then they reach a plateau, 15, 16, that many coaches think that they cannot get any faster and you forget about them. And that's the most delicate time of their lives. You know, not just as athletes, but as people, you know, and. Th that's a critical time where they, you need to sit down with them and or you need to observe if they have any issues and maybe talk with their parent with her parents or talk with the counselors in the school for us at balls I could talk with the uh, with the people in the school and try to figure out which avenue you can help them and and I think if you can go through that plateau the last one or two years you know they're gonna they're gonna end up swimming pretty well maybe not the NCAA champion that they thought they would be when they were 12 years old but they'll be able to go to a good school uh, go to the conference or be part of a team and have a good life and be happy on the moment that they graduate so but we have you know Alex Alexis you, you can talk you you can you, you know you can talk about you were a swimmer now you're a coach female coach you can talk about What's important that us as coaches should be looking and more the male coaches to be able to to retain female athletes? Um, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead, Carl, that's fine. 
No, no, go, Alex. Go, Alex. Okay. I mean, I think that the, the big thing is um, setting, helping them set realistic goals and actually talking to them. Um, a lot of times, I think that as athletes to stay in the sport, you have to realize that, and this is super general, and I hate when people generalize women in, in, in the first place, but women are inherently more social. So their drive to be a part of a program is going to be socially driven initially. And then secondarily, they're going to be looking at, am I having performance improvement compared to my friends? They do a lot more comparison to other people, I think, than, than male athletes do, at least in what I've seen. Um, you know, I've had athletes, top level male athletes, top level female athletes, and the really successful female, female athletes are the ones that are able to recognize that their success is their success and not in relationship to other people. The men like to have success together and they have a lot more of a collective success that occurs. Whereas women, they have to have that individual recognition of their success. Um, you know, as, as an athlete, um, personally, I didn't, the only way that I found success was by finding my own path and having a coach that was willing to um, sit down with me and come up with a very specific individualized plan. Um, I think Evan would also have some pretty good feedback on that. I talk to him all the time about how successful he is with female swimmers and female athletes. Um, and in the things that he does with his program and it's about finding a cup a really good strong positive female leader who doesn't create that antagonistic culture and it and so it's like that male culture is really excited about having success together and pushing that success forward um female culture you have to have a leader that is inclusive on a social setting in order to have that next step up i think is the big piece and so you do have to spend time on the social sides and, and that's how you, I think, I don't know, Sergio, if you see this, but I know at the college level, one of the things I see a lot of is women alumni don't get as involved after the fact as men alumni, male alumni do at the college level. And I think that that's, I mean, that's, I know that my class at Northwestern, we had 13 girls. We were top five at NCAAs. You'd think that we would want to come back and participate and Literally, there's like two of us that show up every year, whereas the guys' side, they were terrible. The guys were terrible when I was there. They never were over, I think they got ninth in the Big Ten every year. And they all come back all the time and are super engaged and super positive with it because they have that collective idea of success that pushes them forward, whereas the women, we didn't get along, honestly, across our whole class as well. And so even though we were successful, that didn't drive that community forward. Uh, no. I don't know, Evan, do you have anything to add? Sorry, I called you out there. <laughs> Dang, I shouldn't have messaged you. Dang it. <laughs> um, I, I think the biggest thing that I see in girls and guys is guys are competitive and they love to just get after each other and rib each other and get on each other. And, and girls are, are too scared to stand out like that. They will never say something like that, at least in the high school level. They'd rather just kind of be part of the pack and no one notice me and please just say something to me every once in a while. Um, but from a, a deeper perspective, really what the girls want is they want you to, they want to know that you care about them. Um, and once you can establish that you care 
you can be as hard on them as you want or, or whatever, as long as they believe that what you're telling them is going to be the best for them. Um, where guys, you can literally just say, get your ass in the water and swim fast. And they're like, okay. You know, and I guess it's a little more on a dumbed down level. Um, where girls do think a lot, girls do compare themselves a lot. Um, so trying to keep them in a situation where they can't compare, uh, is hard, but, um, you know, I, one of the ways I, I do it is I take my higher level girls and they're just swimming with the boys. Um, and that way the rest of the girls can train together and not have to worry about that, you know, faster kid that they would always compare themselves to. So, um, it's, it's finding that balance and learning how to deal with both of them in all honesty. Um, and you just kind of have to coach differently and act differently slightly to, uh, get the best out of them. So thanks that's what I got for now, especially thanks, after being called out. Thanks, Alex. Mm. Thanks, Evan. I, I think, I think, uh, I think one of the things for me after, uh, listening to Alex and, and Evan, uh, I know, for example, that I've been successful with the girls to keeping them, keeping them in the sport. And some of them been successful at the high level because I really try to care about the issues not issue, not the female issues, but their life, and try to understand. I think they relate better to when they have an issue, and you try to explain that this is real life and how this is going to happen when you're married or when you're this and when you're that, and you know. And and I think if you can relate like that, we have to be careful how how much we talk and what we say nowadays to the kids. But but if you can relate to them and make them feel like you said, Evan. That you care for them, uh, they'll do. They'll do very well. I think. On the other side, when they feel that you care so much for them, sometimes they don't perform very well, because they're so afraid to disappoint you. And that's there's a thin line between all that, you know, because you want to make them understand that swimming is for themselves. It's not for your coach, you know, for your parents, not for your friends. So. So I struggle a little bit with that thin line that sometimes I feel that they don't swim as well because they're so afraid to disappoint me that I have to now convince them that I'm okay with whatever happens, you know, as a coach. So but that's that's also you know how I feel with my experience with the, with coaching women. I know here at uh, Virginia Tech I've tried. JCR, uh, female coach, I told her that I want the women's team to have an identity because I think it's important to create their own identity. Now, we have a team identity that that's very important, but I think they think they think in certain things differently. They want to do things differently. And I think it's very important that as a group, they have their own identity. And I think I think that's crucial in any team to, to be able to to have the the ladies have their own identity and the guys have their own identity. I think the guys, like Evan said, most of them are not that high maintenance. Uh, you know, they, they only care about having a good team environment, about fighting against one another in a healthy way and be the best. But yeah. Uh, anybody else? Uh, yeah, I actually... Oh. Oh, Go ahead, JC. Go ahead. Yeah, so I have a few comments on um, what Sergio was saying. I think um, our team at Virginia Tech, I think it's pretty lucky because I know that Sergio 
Albert, Peyton, Steve, all the men on staff are actually really, really good with working with all of our women too. Um, and I know that it's been like, like it's tough for some coaches to kind of relate to everyone. And I think with women specifically, it's important for them to understand that you are trying to figure out who they are as a person, like, like more important than swimming, just find something that works with them specifically, like in the water and out of the water. And um, I know that like, like specifically our men on staff do a really good job of like trying to understand each person as an individual and who they are. And um, I think like making them feel important, but also understanding that if they need that tough love, like I'm sure you guys all have that one athlete that needs to hear, Hey, that wasn't good enough, you know, instead of good job, because if they hear good job when they know they didn't do well, then they kind of shut down and don't really listen to you anymore. Um, I know I had an athlete like that at JMU. She, she was from Australia. And if you told her good job, she was done. So you kind of had to like call her out for it. And then she just was completely loyal to you, you know? Um, but I think overall, it's just understanding each person as who they are and trying to understand them and get to know them and care for them, you know? So that's just my thought on that. Thanks. Uh, Sergio, I would like just to add something from my perspective as a, more as an individual, as a coach, because I work more with one-on-one. -on -one. And I had, I had a, a lot of lady swimmers, female, and two things I've seen. One is that they cry a lot. I'm, I never had a, a swimmer, uh, a man cry in a coaching session. But uh, lady, you know, female swimmers, yes, they have other type of sensitivity. They hold things more. For whatever reason, this is one thing I just put it on the table because sometimes I, I know the team, but I, I don't know everything that's going on. This is one point that I put on the table. So you guys think about, you know, what's the difference between in your team between male and female? Because in the second point is that I also, I also found, and these are some very good swimmers, that many times the coaches, because most of the coaches are male, most of the coaches are male in the, in, in the teams, uh, they don't realize that the swimmer is not okay with them. You know, they don't realize that something is not right. That something is not right with the female swimmer. But they may not like things that's good, that are going on in the team, but they never communicate that. So I just put it in there because I don't know. I could see, you know, I could go to a team and maybe take the time to understand, but many times I don't have that opportunity. I talk to the coaches, but I cannot share certain things. But I want to put in the table, if you have two teams, male and female, and they swim together. What type of treatment as a male are you doing to the male that maybe females see a difference, a huge difference? If the, if the, if the male team is better than the female for whatever reason, I perform better, are you focusing more on them than the female swimmers? So I just put it on the table because it's interesting that the coaches thinks things are okay, that the swimmer is having a hard time is because of the swimmer but they don't realize that it's not because of the swimmer. Many times it's because what's going on with the coach, but the swimmer is not able to communicate that because they don't think their coach is going to understand. Another thing that I'm going to put there on, on the table is that, and somebody talked about, uh, I think it was Evan, about care. One of the things that I observe also in that is that everybody gets disappointed, but with the females that I work, especially when the coaches, they don't, when you say something and you don't follow up, if you don't do what you say you're going to do, 
that creates issues, especially with females. Males are more tough for whatever reason. I'm not saying that females are not tough. There are some tough swimmers out there. For whatever reason, we need to communicate more with females than males. You need to establish, you, you can establish the same levels of communication with male and female. And that's, I just want to put that on the table. Whatever it means for you, be aware of when you go to the pool, what type of communication are you having? Because it cannot be the same. Women are going to hide it more for whatever reason, emotional. And it's not wrong. It's not bad. It's just that different. But if you use that and you channel in a certain way, they want to become stronger because they're very tough. Women are very tough. But you need to be able to give them that care and make them feel that they really value, you value what they do and, you know, listen to them, give them something that they want, that you feel is reasonable and they will perform. So I just wanted to put that on the table based on my experience. That's it. Thank you. Anyone? Yeah. Um, going back to something you had said, Sergio, about giving the girls an identity, I think, you know, when we started separating the practices and dry land a couple of days a week where the guys swam on one side, the girls swam on the other side, um, I think we noticed a difference because as a coach, you were able to kind of understand the collective atmosphere of that group in front of you and you could adapt and coach to their needs a little bit better. Um, and even after you left, I still, we still continued that at bowls where, you know, a couple of days a week, the dry land was separate, the, um, you know, two or three days in the pool, boys and girls swam separately. Uh, that way they, you know, the girls could bond and do their own things and the boys could bond and do their own things and just kind of focus on what they needed to do within their uh, collective group. I, I think with age group, people, age group athletes is more important than with college athletes. Because when you have, like for us, we have kids from 14 to 18 years old. Well, you get a, a, a 14-year-old girl that is things like a 12-year-old, that we had many of those. We have boys like that, but you have, and then you have a problem because they're, they might be very fast kids and then they're next to a lane with fast male swimmers that they're 17 or 18. And some of those boys at that age, they have no filter. They have no filter. They just push them down. They're afraid that if these girls are chasing them and beating them, they're going to do anything possible so they don't, they don't, they don't look bad. And I think and that some of those girls, sometimes, they don't really have a breakthrough until they're four, 15 or 16, you know, because they're afraid to... And I, when we did that at balls, I, 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 like John said, not that you have to coach differently, but you can understand them and you can watch that, the dynamics. And that 14-year-old girl that before was next to some 70-year-old boys, now she feels no pressure, you know. So, so I think that's, that's very important. And with college, we try to do it too. So, in, and it, it, it works because everybody, ha the guys and the girls like to have their own identity sometimes. Thanks, John. You know, I mean, the other thing that we noticed too was because we had that group of guys that were pretty fast and dominant at that point is you had a lot of the girls that were going fourth, fifth, and sixth in the lane and weren't paying attention to the interval. You didn't really see how fast or what they were doing. All of a sudden, when we separated, it was like, oh, wow, that girl can actually swim. And 
oh, that one can actually swim. And, you know, people and some of the other girls were realizing that, oh, you know, our girls team's actually a lot better because now I can see that girl that was going fifth or sixth is now pushing me. Um, you know, I thought that was another benefit that we saw as well when we split. Awesome. 